Hi again, everybody. It's that time where a white guy and a black... Can I say chick? No. Daughter. Chocolate. Chocolate. Where a white dad and a chocolate daughter... It sounds so nasty when I say it like that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to White Dad, Black Daughter. My name is J.R. Mann, your official white dad. And I'm Mia Rose, your black chocolate daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what were you just saying before we were going on? I don't know. I was just saying, check, check, one, two, three, check, check, Mia Rose in your garden. Mm. Now, I don't, now, so now some people could take that really uh, weird. Yeah, it, that could be would. really super weird. Like, hey, I'm in your garden. Like, that just doesn't sound right. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you should ever say that ever again. <laughs> My bad. But it doesn't matter because I'm Mia Rose and I say what I want to say. No, no, that's that's not the rep. Okay, you want. not in a bad way, but you, if you, some people know. Okay, <laughs> I have no clue what that means, but we'll go with okay, it. Okay, some people know what I act like. Okay, like they know me. Anyway, let's get on to the business. <laughs> Uh, you know, you're one of the people, I'm 50 years old, you're 17, you're, you are one, like, I don't, it's very hard to make me laugh at the end of the day, like I've discovered that about myself, like your mom makes me laugh, Uncle Rob makes me laugh, your stupid Uncle Mike makes me laugh, um, my dad makes me laugh occasionally, and there's some few friends, but you really make, you make me belly laugh sometimes. Like, some, like, I've never met somebody that really makes me just like, like you laugh until you pee. <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right, good. Well, thank you for all the laughs. I appreciate it. Yes. Okay. So welcome to Southern California and fire season, man. I mean, it is like when you say like, when you hear people go, it's on fire, like it literally is. So you know, a, a week ago, if you're listening to this podcast, it's, what is it, the 7th of December? What is this? This is... It's the 8th. It's the 8th. It's the 8th. So you're listening to it. So th- this recording is the 8th of December. So uh, we had to evacuate our freaking house in Fallbrook, California last night because the fires were so bad. Last week, basically what happened is this. We went through a massive drought for many, many years in Southern California, and then last year's rains replenished water supply from the Sierras, you know, to the border, basically south. And in the springtime, we had what's called a super bloom as a result of all this water. And it was like once in a lifetime. And this super bloom, you can see from space, like flower patches, like for miles and miles and miles. Incredibly gorgeous spring. Wouldn't you agree? Do you remember? Mm-hmm. But what ends up happening is all that crap ends up dying and you have fuels for fire coupled with low humidity and high winds. So a Santa Ana wind, for those of you who have heard that over the past but don't live in Southern California, Santa Ana winds, they come from the west, the mountains that sit in the west. And when you get a high pressure system that sits offshore and reverses the winds, those hot winds, high winds drive to the ocean Coupled with low humidity, no water vapor whatsoever, and dry fuel in the in the form of brush and grass, it is on fire. And it's like it was like really windy outside. Like the trees were shaking, the wind was crazy, and it was like I didn't even want to go outside. I have no idea why you're talking like that. But okay, I don't know either. <laughs> I think I'm just like really pumped because I'm so happy to be home, but. Then again, I'm not sure if um, we need to evacuation because... It's, it's evacuate. It's evacuation. 
So I don't even know if I... I'm pretty sure it's evacuate. Anyways, I don't even know if I need to evacuation out of my house because I still got my stuff all packed in my small bag. My bag that I use for school. And I had to chuck out all my school stuff on my bed. Okay. So if we take you back to 24 hours, I'm sitting in the house. Um, it was uh, today's a Friday, so it was a Thursday, and uh, Polly, my uh, brother-in-law, Dice's sister's husband, uh, hits me and is like, "Yo, are you aware of the fire down in you know near Fallbrook?" And of course, I was diligently working on much higher spiritual matters. Um, And uh, so I flip on the TV And of course uh, everybody's live coverage on this fire And it quickly swept up through the region Where we live in Fallbrook And I could literally see it from the driveway And I'm talking smoke Like you know a mile high And it was just incredible Airplanes, uh, helicopters And it was very very close to the neighborhood But the wind was in our favor So I didn't feel like we had to evacuate right there But what I didn't realize Is that later on in that afternoon uh, they do what's called reverse 911. Do you know what that is? Uh, yeah, it's reverse. Okay, so no. So they did reverse 911. They nine did one- the 211111000. So they did reverse 911 where they call landlines and they tell you in your specific area, yo, you got to go. Now, if you don't have a landline and it's 2017 and I frankly don't know who does, you don't get that call. So I was watching people leave the neighborhood. In and throughout the uh, afternoon, Di went and got the kids because they shut the kids' uh, schools. Uh, she came back. She didn't have much of a problem. Obviously, traffic is insane in Southern California on a normal day, but add a fire into it. It's a literally gridlocked. So she got back to the house with all the kids, and I was happy. Did you know what was going on? Yes. So what, what were they saying at school? Um, I didn't know at school. But I didn't know about yesterday. So what? When did you find out? Yesterday. Well, what happened? Tell me. Tell me this story. It's a podcast. You got to talk to the people. What? What happened? I don't know. I don't remember. I I just saw the brown clouds up in the sky, and I saw the leaves all over my school parking lot, and then that was it. So, uh, Di gets home, we watch the news, we're watching the neighbors across the street, they're packing like hardcore, they're like literally packing everything, and I'm like, well, what's going on? Di taps in, uh, tell a little text, and our crowd, neighbor across the street says, yo, we've been ordered to evacuate, so we walk over there, and she says, yeah, reverse 911, they've said to evacuate, and at the time when we're watching the news, and you, and you know this, and you know this, it was, I mean, it was crazy, just three miles from our house, it was like a literal apocalypse, like an inferno, Burning down houses, uh, jumping highways, r- people running for, literally running for their lives. There's a horse training facility down there where the, the guys who operate the barn, hundreds of horses, like open up all the stalls and just let the horses run free. It was absolutely insane. Were you scared? No. Seriously. I mean, w- were you not, w- because this is your first, you've been here seven years now, Southern California. We've both been here seven, eight, eight years, almost nine. Yeah. No, not yeah, it's nine, almost nine years we've been here. And this and we've been through two fires, but this one was we an did? evacuation. Yeah, remember the Carlsbad fire three years ago? No, I don't remember that. Yeah, well, well I don't know what you were doing, but I don't know either. Three years ago, remember you were in I your, think I was in my room. No, you were in your jerk face three years ago. I still have that. <laughs> uh so seriously, were you not concerned at all watching it? Because the news was like apocalypse. 
No, I was not concerned at all. I was minding my own business, but I did concern about my friends and other people. You, you were concerned, not you, you concern. Whatever. <laughs> and um, it's so. Because it's, remember, it's, a, it's evacuate, not evacuation. I say the evacuation, and I say concerning, okay? So, uh, yeah, I was concerned about my friends and the other people who were living in Falbrook. And then I was kind of concerned about my house. Although I don't like Falbrook at all. I prefer Carlsbad, but that's okay. So now we had, so, so anyways, the bottom line was we packed a car, documents, medications, dog, all the stuff that's super, super important to you. Busted in the car, went to a hotel up north in a, a town called, a city called Temecula, California, uh, known in Southern California for its wineries. I, 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 believe me, I don't know. But anyways, uh, but we bust out. But we had a lot of conversation about what's important. Now, if you're in Southern California, then you have to think about this because I've been through pretty much every natural disaster, hurricanes, tornadoes. Haha, <laughs> not me. Uh, I've been through a nor'easter, an ice storm. You know what a nor'easter is? What is a nor'easter? You, you remember when you and I were standing on that corner, and I looked at you and said, "We're moving to, <laughs> moving to, moving to California." Do you remember that? Yeah. That we were in a nor'easter. That's like a heavy snowstorm uh, filled with cold. Oh. Yeah. Um, so I've been through all that, but this is the, this this natural disaster like really makes you think. Like, it really elevates your idea of what's important and what's not important because it directly affects your property. And I know those of you who survived tornadoes or, or uh, hurricanes, yes, it's the same deal. Um, but, but at this point, you are, and, and, you know, it's like every natural disaster. There, there is no one level higher than the other. When you think about your property or your stuff, you know, obviously it doesn't matter what the hell you're dealing with. You think about it. So we had many conversations, so it prompted us to do a little podcast say, about Southern California's wildfires and all the shenanigans here about what's important. Now, you, as we said before we went on the air here, do you see things uh, as a matter of importance differently in priority than you did yesterday to having to evacuate and watching people? 65, 65 families lost their houses, you know, and a couple of people got really, really hurt. Um, do you see things a little bit differently now as far as your stuff or no? Yes, I need my family. And that's it. <laughs> that's all you got. That's all you got. We're oh, yeah, and my phone and my laptop and and my clothes because I got some really cute clothes. I'm tickling two clothes. Anyway, but let's just put those aside and let's just say I need my family. So you, because when we were talking in the whole room today, in the hotel room, because I know Zian and Angel had different points of reference for this. Those are Mia's younger brothers. Uh, like Zian was like, I would have been devastated if I would have lost my match or my monster truck collection. Mm-hmm. Angel was concentrating on his fishing poles. Um, but then we had a conversation about really, truly, like, like what is important, because I think particularly in, in this country and in this culture, we put so much emphasis on our crap, right? Mm-hmm. So where, where are you at with that? Like, having gone through this experience, having a backpack full of, like, whatever, where, I mean, are, is, your, is your reference different? Are you thinking differently? Are, are you going to go to school next week differently? Like when you were talking to your best friend, like, did, I mean, I, you know, I heard some of the things you were saying. What are some of the things that are going through your heart and mind? 
Well, I don't know when this fire is going to end, and I don't know if um, we're going to go back to school or not next week. Because this week, like yesterday and today, we were supposed to have our conferences. It's like um, you meet up with the teacher and talk about your grades and how much time you're on ingenuity and all that kind of stuff. Anyway. You, uh, you don't like any of that, do you? No, I actually don't. Well, you're not. Anyway. <clears throat> um, I don't know what's going to happen next week. I don't know if we're still going to have conferences next week or ne- or something. I don't know, but um, I just hope to God that we go to school next week. Okay, so get back to the question, though. Do you, do you, I know you were talking with Nevaeh today, and you were very concerned about... Hey, uh, don't tell her my name. Okay, sorry. So let's name her, uh, let's name her Cassandra. Yes. Cassandra. Okay, so you were talking to Cassandra, and you were very concerned about your friends and about some of their stuff and what happened to them. So again, has this? This is a disaster we're watching. We're watching people lose their lives, and you're 17 years old, and I, even I'm 50. I mean, this is terrible to go through at any age. But and it's really made me rethink what's important as well. I have a 1968 Cutlass sitting in there. You know what I mean? It's like that. I could have lost that, but at some point yesterday, it became a. It became so what? It became just make sure everybody's safe. It became make sure that we're still breathing at the end of the day. And and like I told, and like I was telling you and the person on the phone that we were talking about, it's like, yo, this family survives at the end of the day. So so what are your thoughts about that? What are your thoughts about like what is important and what is not? What my, um, um, what's important for me is family. Oh my gosh, I'm so out <laughs> of like, whack today. I know you are so jacked up right now. <laughs> it's like it's like I smoked some Hawans on my way here. Okay, well I don't know why the people need to know what. Do you ho- guys know what Hawan is? Mm-hmm. We, sh- you know the marijuanas. Okay, the marijuanas. We shorten it for Hawan, and I've been saying Hawan for the marijuanas for fruit. Fr- okay, three well, years now. So. You know, we had conversations about smoking uh, drugs in the house and uh, how, you know, the dangers of drugs. And Mia uh, loves to make up words and phrases. And uh, so she, so when we talk about in terms of marijuana, she always calls it Hawaiian. Anyway, can you get back to the damn question? I don't know what the hell. I have been trying to answer, get you to answer this question now for like seven minutes. Have you, has your heart, has your mind, have you... Have you changed the way you think about it as a result of no. this devastation? No, I have not. So you can go through this the most de- one of the most devastating wildfires in Southern California, and, and this doesn't change you at all? No. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so legally tired. And tired, yeah, because it was very stressful last night. I got to pack up my stuff. I had to do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, nothing will change for me as long as I got my family, okay? I'd rather not have stuff than have my family, okay? I'm already tired. So. Okay, so, yeah, so, okay, so you're, 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 you're kind of answering the questions. But, but here's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that this behavior might be because you just went through something very traumatic and stressful. Yes. Okay, so, yeah. So, so yeah, the, I'm not really, really, really jerked over right now. Yeah, and, and, I, and I'm, I'm starting to see that as a dad, that, that this is really trauma and stress-related. 
your behavior right now. So it turns out you were really stressed. It turns out you were really nervous. Yes, I was, but I was, like, hiding it. I usually hide my feelings, and I don't tell anybody. That's me, okay? If you guys know me, you will understand what I've been through, okay? So, um, well, that's interesting. So, because yesterday you told me, you looked right in my face, and you went, yeah, I'm not worried about this. So now we're in the next day of this, and I can see the behavior, and and I can see your face. and, And so this really did have you worried. Well, yeah, because we bought this house right in Fallbrook, and it's like the only thing we got. So I don't know what we would do if this house was already burnt because we wouldn't have shelter. Yeah, well, there's plenty of people that called. And thank you to everybody who called. There were It was an amazing, for me, like when we talk in terms of what's important, like Di and I were talking, and, and even the kids were you know listening to us because so many people... Facebooked, instant messaged, called, text, gave us shout-outs, uh, and we appreciate that so much. And beyond that, people were like, hey, come stay with us. And we were laughing like, this family going to stay with anybody? <laughs> you kick oh, us- no, we crazy. <laughs> kick, us out. kick us out an hour between Zian eating everything in the fridge, between you wanting to fight everybody. And, oh yeah, and, and Angel breaking everything he can get his hands on, we would have been kicked out. And of course, me—I'm just a jackass naturally. But um, so, so that's interesting. So I appreciate your honesty on that. I appreciate you finally coming to the table and going, "Yeah, I was nervous." So if you were nervous, and, and again, I appreciate that. If you were nervous, then and I, I saw you talking to what are we calling her, Katisha? Oh, Neil. Okay, so we were talking to Mia's uh, best friend earlier, and and you were concerned. Did it did it make you think about the people close to you, and and like how did you respond to them? Because I saw a real caring and loving thing happen with you earlier. Like I was just like making sure that they were like okay. I was like on my Instagram and Snapchat and all my other social medias and hitting up everybody. Everybody else was hitting me up. Was like saying, hey, Mia, you okay? Hey, babe, you okay? Honey, you okay? I'd be doing the same thing for them. And how did that make you feel knowing that so many people were interested in what was going on? I felt good. But, yeah, I felt good. But it's still hard. It's still hard to share some of those feelings in there. Yes. Yeah. Do you think you've gotten better? Do you think you've gotten better at sharing your feelings? I think I have after two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago you went through something crazy stressful, and it was the first time that I've known you, and I've known you 11 years now, where, again, in 11 years, I've known you for 11 years, and I've never seen, like a couple weeks ago, can I just tell him, mm-hmm. I, I, I won't get crazy, but she, you know, Mia very rarely shows emotion when, you know, like crying, like I, I think I've seen her cry once, um, and she... Yeah, re- yeah. No, I've seen you cry one time. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then last week you cried for like forty-five minutes. It was almost. It was almost to an hour. Yeah, and you said when you were in. First off, it was a major, like you know, a cathartic moment for you. Like you, you managed to get your feelings out. You told us what was going on. You would ke- you kept them in for so long, and then boom, the dam burst. But you said, what happened to you after the dam burst? I finally did calm down. And then I felt, like, better afterwards. But I would never, ever show emotions. Like, I would just, like, act mean and act tough and get out of my face. Like, 
is it is it is it easier to do mean and tough and get out of my f- it's so it's easier right i mean that's that's where you go yes it's just easier do you find after you shed some of those emotions with us 2 weeks ago like you were really joy joyous and 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 it looked like you were happy and you were smiling and jumping around the house yes so can you see that maybe sharing your feelings is better than you know Balling up in a fist and wanting to punch people? Yes, yeah. I definitely agree. But it's hard to shake, isn't it? Yeah. When dad was like talking to me while I was crying, I just kept crying and crying and crying and crying and crying and crying and crying. That never happened. That only happened like twice. That was it for the longest time. So, yeah. And so, and, and, but, but just getting back to that, because I have my own protection mechanisms, and you know what they are, too. Like, I get angry real quick. I, I feel anger is easier of an emotion for me to handle than anything else, so I immediately get angry. Or I get funny, right? Like, if, if, like I often tell people, if I'm trying to make you laugh like hardcore, there's usually something stupid going on inside of me that I need to talk about. Or if I'm angry... It just means that I'm super freaking afraid and fearful and stressful like I did last night when I was evacuating with you and I turned into a major jerk and was like bitching at everybody. And that's a total defense mechanism. I was afraid, I was stressed out, and it comes out in anger. And if I don't learn to balance that out, people are like, well, screw JR, he's always a jerk, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so do you see that in yourself a little bit? Like, man, if I don't... Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, go ahead. Tell me about that. Well... <clears throat> I've been really trying really hard not to be mean to people and to my friends. Um, so I've just been trying to act myself and be more nicer. And I've actually, like, this year is actually a pretty good year because I'm not, like, you know, seeing the people I don't like uh, and feeling, like, in- isolated, insulated. Isolated is good. Whatever. Um, <laughs> and and just, you know, feeling like a free-spirited, almost a woman, you know? And it's good. That's well said. A rose, actually. Take that back. Free-spirited rose, because I'm a rose. Thank you. You identify with roses, and you identify with the moon. Have we ever told the Luna story on this podcast? We No. Okay, so so real quick, let's let let's just go down a rabbit hole real quick. Me, you, when you were a kid, mm-hmm. and you were living with birth family, mm-hmm. and it was tough. I mean, birth mom, birth mom, and you were living with because I I don't know who my birth dad is, but all I know is that he's chocolate black, black chocolate. That's it. And so when you're living with them, and things were super super difficult, and shenanigans like everywhere and people doing very horrible things to you and your brothers what would you do the only friend i had was the moon and i would always talk to the moon and her name is luna rose and she would always smile down at me and making sure i was okay and stuff that's my moon you don't disrespect my moon. Thank you. See, I don't know if you. I don't know if you have to go there. I don't know if you tell that sweet story and, the, and then go. And it's my moon, man. I'll, I'll now kick your ass if you can hear my moon. I don't know why you have to do that, but that's but good. So basically, you're a kid, and we're talking five. We're talking five, six years old, and you're staring out the window at night, and you're finding. She a, would let me run by myself. I was like four and five, and like. She wouldn't even care because I, I, 
me and my brothers were born in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and we lived in a trailer house, and we lived in this trailer house parking lot place and somewhere in Grand Rapids, and she would let me roam by myself, and at night, too, like, literally at night. Mm-hmm. Like, it would become midnight, too. Yeah. And so I would always look up at the moon, and it would be full, and I'd be talking to her, like, hey, how's your day going, and all that kind of stuff. Good. Yeah, and that's and 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 you felt a little belonging there, and I'm really super super glad that you did. You know what's funny is I, you know, as I have clients and as I help coach and mentor and spiritual direct people, um, one of the things that I tap into people is what the protection mechanisms were as kids, because sometimes we have the opinion that all protection mechanisms suck and if and, and as a result of building them somehow it is led to a character defect or it's led to something that we shouldn't have and that's absolutely categorically bs as kids sometimes literally our our our, our protection mechanisms are solely faced on keeping us going and surviving and so we have to remember that as we become adults and we keep protection mechanisms, at times we can get unhealthy with them. But for but for general purposes, the way God's designed us, the way we are as human beings, is that a protection mechanism, whether it's anger, fighting, happiness, comedy, feeling joyful, ignoring, running, hiding, whatever it is, a lot of times we have to understand that a lot of those things did just simply keep us protected as kids. And that's a good thing. And that's a good thing when you're a kid and you're going through some huge trauma um, or some huge stressful situations. Now, as an adult and you're 17 now and you're rolling on 18, right? Mm -hmm. And you're starting to discover that you need to drop those clenched fists drop some of that anger and be able to listen to people and be able to hear them clearly and identify with who they are and not just your need to go pop somebody in the face. Okay. And I'll be nice as well if you guys buy me a rose or (laughs) get me a fake rose from the Dollar Tree. I'll be the most happiest rose ever. are, Are you soliciting people to send you roses right now? I love roses. You know what? I got like two bouquet of roses on my birthday. It was like great. I was like so happy. I got two bouquet of roses and I got ice cream that I ate by myself. It was amazing. So going back to the question <laughs> before you solicit everybody for roses, my point is, is as you start to roll into being an 18 year old and being, you know, I mean, you're going to be an adult. You're going to be technically legally an adult in a few months. And so my, my thing to you is, do you see, and again, man, this is stuff that we both work on. I've got mine, you've got yours, right? Mm-hmm. Are you starting to see that some of those protection mechanisms have gotten a little wily and that it's time to like dial back on some of that and really start leading healthy, you know, kind of having more, a better healthy experience in your mind? Yes, I'm agreeing that with what you're saying. But you're also looking at me like, all right, okay, good, okay, good, daddy, okay, good. No, I agree with what you're saying. I'm realizing the goods and the bads and hanging out with the people, the right people and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. (laughs) All right, good people, we're 27 minutes in. Anyways, that, all of that, all of that out of the Southern California wildfire situation on the week of December uh, 5th, 6th, 7th, or whatever whatever we're in. But uh, we also wish good t- good things for the people in, in uh, above L.A. in Ventura County. Uh, last check, it was 115,000 acres burned, 4,000 uh, acres burned uh, in our little uh, lilac fire here in Fallbrook, and we're super, super grateful. Lilac? That- lilac fire. Who 
supposed to name a fire lilac? Well, they name fires based on where they started. So the fire must have started on a lilac field. Well, it's well, it could have, or or it was on it was on the end of West Lilac Road here in 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 San Diego. Whoever started the fire is that's it. Well, we don't know who did or what did or or how it happened yet, but they will investigate that for sure. They always do. They never ever walk away from an investigation in a wildfire here in California. All right. Anyway, have a great day. You're two amazing people, white dad, black daughter, aka your roses. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you again. Hey, if you need me, I'm Jr. Jrman.com. M-A-H-O-N is the last name. You can get me Jr. at Jrman.com. The number's on the website if you want to work with me. I'm a mentor. I'm a coach. I'm a spiritual director. He does all that kind of stuff, so please follow him, subscribe to him, listen to his podcast 24-7. I'll be the most happiest rose ever, and I'll see you again next time. Bye. Mia Rose speaking away. Goodbye. Bye. Peace out. <laughs>